0: Coming up in today's Locked on Angels, is 2022 a must-win season? We're answering that and many other of your questions on today's Locked on Angels. You are Locked on Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Steve Gernado. You can follow me over on Twitter at Steve Granato, G-R-A-N-A-D-O. We bring you Angels content Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here in the off season. Today is a Monday mailbag, so we're going to be answering all your questions from YouTube and from our Twitter account. That's at Locked On Angels. We are now going to be posting the question, by the way, or the the Ask for questions, I guess, on uh, Saturdays. On Saturdays, we're going to send out the tweets because that's what we did this week. And you guys filled my inbox with questions. We can't get to all of them today. I'm gonna push some of them to next week, but just because there was a ton of questions, you guys are awesome. I want to remind you to to be a part of our voicemail line, 714-409-6396, 714-409-6396. Instead of tweeting it to me, instead of typing it on YouTube, shoot me a call, leave me a voicemail, and you can be on a future episode. So let's jump into our first question. We have a bunch of them here today. The first one is coming from YouTube. This is from Ken24. Ken says, I think this year is a must-win season because there might be a possibility that Trout and Otani might leave the Angels. How do you feel, Steve? Questioning from Japan. Hey, Ken. Love hearing from our Japan audience. Uh, Okay. Is 22 a must-win season? So I'm not going to go as far as saying 2022 is a must-win World Series year. I don't think that's ever going to be the case in any team, anywhere, anytime. You know, obviously that's always the goal, but I'm not going to go as far as saying that. I will say that if the Angels don't have at least a winning record in 2022, then we might have some problems. I don't think Trout's leaving the Angels. I think there's got to be so many more things bad-wise that would have to happen for Trout to get fed up and leave. There are just so many... There's just so many contributing factors to that idea that I don't think the Angels are that big of a mess. You know, it's not that bad. Yes, I'm not going to sit here and say that the Angels are a pennant chasing playoff winning perennial contender or anything like that but i don't think it's to the point where we are embroiled in five trillion scandals and yes i know the angels have their front office problems and and obviously problems with the tyler skag situation yes i know but i don't think it's that bad as far as trout is concerned i could be you know completely wrong about that but at least from his voicing his opinion which he doesn't do a ton of um it doesn't seem that way so as far as this being the most must win season i don't think so but i think if the angels finish under 500 again barring major injuries or anything like that if we get a full trout and a full otani and a full rendon and the angels don't win at least over 50 percent of the games yes i think then that becomes a problem Otani might be thinking you know what this is it um that is a problem but if the angels do win over 50 percent of their games have a winning record. Let's say they do at least make it to the ALDS. I think we're okay. I think everybody's going to be okay. Thanks again, Ken, for your question. Let's jump to the next one. This is coming from Angels Over the Pond over on YouTube at Angels in the UK. Quote tweeting a tweet from 2016 from Mike DiGiovanna that said, Former Angels, Jim Edmonds, Garrett Anderson, and David Eckstein don't receive enough votes to remain in the Hall of Fame ballot. This was years ago. And uh, this is what Angels Over the Pond had to say. On reflection, this hurts a bit. Out of all the Angels who never made it to the Hall of Fame, who do you think was done hard done by and really belongs there? Thanks, Angels Over the Pond. I know that you're a pretty big account, so I appreciate you jumping in here on the Locked on Angels family. As far as like the three that are listed here with Edmonds, Anderson, and Eckstein, so before I get to that, actually, the reason why I haven't covered any Hall of Fame stuff or talked about Torrey Hunter, I'm going to be completely honest. I am a little uncomfortable, I guess, with my thoughts on the Hall of Fame. Um, I think it is an extremely difficult responsibility to have thrown upon you as a writer. So I have all the respect in the world. I'm not going to say I don't think that some voters vote incorrectly. I have my thoughts on PEDs and all that kind of stuff. But ultimately, I will 99% never have a chance at voting for the Hall of Fame. And that's a great thing (laughs) because I don't want that responsibility. It's an extremely difficult job. Um, And I think it's gotten a lot harder over the years because now everyone is expected to release their ballots online and talk about it and write an article on it and have people come and yell at them, saying they're wrong, saying they're an idiot. It's a very, very hard job to have. With that being said, I don't think – Garrett Anderson or David Eckstein were Hall of Famers. I, I I think that the Hall of Fame needs to be held for the highest of the high. I think that's kind of the point, right? Is to have the greatest players ever be there. Um and and you know, all due respect, dear, dear Garrett Anderson and David Eckstein are incredible ball players. Maybe Jim Edmonds, without looking into numbers too much and comparing them again, I think it's a very hard job. I think of those three, maybe Jim Edmonds hurts the most. Um. But I think one guy that kind of got overlooked, he did end up receiving uh, a few votes way back when, was Bobby gritch Um, I think he ended up with under 10 votes when he was up for the Hall of Fame, um, which, hey, man, congratulations. That's incredible, an incredible accomplishment. Um, But maybe Bobby Gritch, out of none of those three, outside of that, maybe Bobby Gritch is one of them. Thanks again, Angels Over the Pond, for the question. We have one more in the segment. We have plenty more coming up. Matt Benigno checking in here on Twitter. Let's say if the Angels don't get any more pitching, who would be our opening day starter Syndergaard, Otani, or others in the rotation. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for checking in and being a part of the family over here. Uh, I'm going to say gut reaction. I'm going to say Otani. I'm going to say Shohei is the opening day starter. I think he earned that after last season. Um, I imagine that they're going to continue to let him shine and let him run wild um, like the insane unicorn that he is. So I think that Shohei is more than likely going to be the uh, opening day starter in 2022. Um, I don't think there's anybody on the board right now, even if the Angels traded for like a Luis Castillo, I still think Castillo would probably slot in as a number three or a number two uh, behind Syndergaard. It probably, if my Minds is going to go otani Syndergaard, and then whatever comes after um maybe noah has an incredible spring and he earns the opening day role don't look too much into opening day there's a million baseball games to be played it's just chapter one of 162 thanks again matt you can always be a part of our monday mailbags we got plenty more questions coming up you can always hit us up on twitter at locked on angels and of course our voicemail line it's in the episode description It's the New Year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it gets boring. By this time in January, you may be already thinking, this isn't worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, don't worry. Built bars got chocolate on every bar. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. That's sure to help out any workout regimen. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, you and you enjoy a delicious Built Bar. You can almost count it as a workout. And of course, there's tons of flavors to choose from. You can see them all at Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 Oct15 for 15% off at Built.com. here on Locked on Angels Monday Mailbag, your first listen of the day. Let's go ahead and jump to more questions we have here from you, the listener. This is coming from our YouTube side. We have a couple more from YouTube. This is coming from Hong Yi. What's up, man? Thanks for checking in again. Saying, will Reed Detmers be a major part of the Angels twenty two twenty two Man, that's hard to say. 2022 rotation and let Lorenzen be a relief pitcher. Thanks, Hong, for checking in here on YouTube. Reed Detmers, I think uh, Reed Detmers one way or another is going to have a role at the major league level in 2022. Uh, I think if he doesn't make the the team out of camp, then Reed Detmers is going to be the first guy called up to replace whoever gets injured in the rotation. Gonna happen. Someone's gonna get hurt, someone's gonna have to skip start, someone's gonna have a blister, things like that happen. I think Reed Detmers is the first guy they call. That's, again, if he does not make the rotation out of spring. If you remember in our New Year's Resolutions uh, episode way back when, at the start of January, um, then uh, you'll remember that my goal for Reed Detmer is just to make the camp out of spring, and springboard all the way up to the number three spot in the rotation that has got to be the goal for reed detmers i think um and we just recently saw him working out um with uh naughton over on uh instagram if you don't follow us on over on twitter we always tweet out their workout videos we're always always working hard to give you guys the content um so yeah i think reed detmers is going to be a big part of the 2022 rotation whatever that capacity is i don't think michael lorenzen is going to be a relief pitcher if he does it's only because things went horribly, horribly wrong. Because I think they would rather move Lorenzen down in the rotation, if that's the case, maybe skip a start and realign or something and put him at the five or the six, as opposed to moving him into the bullpen, because that was not the promise that he has. Um, And I think even if he struggles at the major league level for a month or two, I think what they're going to end up doing is just letting him figure it out at the major league level, because he's done it before. um, and, And I think that Michael Lorenzen can do it at the major league level. Um, So we will see. But I I don't think I think a lot has to go wrong and really wrong for Lorenzen to lose a rotation spot. Thanks again for your question. We have a couple more here in the segment. Let's jump to them. This is from Ethan over on YouTube. Who will play more center, Trout or Marsh? Thanks for your question over on YouTube. Um, I'm going to go with Trout. I still think even with the injury concern, I still think that Mike wants to play in center. Um, you know, he's about to hit 30 um in, in a couple of months. So I, I still think that Trouty's got center field. I still think he's the best center fielder the Angels option uh Angels have option-wise. Um Brandon Marshall, good in center field, that's for sure. Um, but I think Trouty's still got that locked up in center field. I think maybe we're two years away and uh maybe another injury before we go, you know what? Yeah, you know what? Let's move him off of center field. Um it's not like he wouldn't have to run things down in left field. Um, but uh, I, I still think Trouty's going to be the center fielder moving forward. Um, let's hop on over to the Twitter side now. We're going to stick with the outfield. This is coming from Jose Medina. Which catch is better, Mike Trout in Baltimore or Jim Edmonds in Kansas City? We just talked about Jim Edmonds. Um, the Trout or Edmonds catch, both incredible catches, um, both some of the greatest plays in Angels history. That's for darn sure. I'm going to go Trout, um, and that is 100% not taking anything away from Edmonds. It's like one in 1A, right, both these catches. Uh, the Trout catch in Baltimore, I remember I was watching live, which, wow, that was an incredible moment to look up the TV and see that. Um, but uh, I think for the leap up to the wall and um, – the lack of room that Trout had in left center field, the distance covered. I think that puts him over Jim Edmonds that Edmonds catch, obviously one of the most incredible catches in baseball history. Um, but I think Edmonds had the, Luxury of knowing that he wasn't going to run into a wall for a while. Still, he didn't feel the track at all. He was still had he still had a good what ten feet or so before he was going to hit the wall. Trout had to scale the wall and be worried about slamming. So I think um, you know I'm sure that crept into Edmund's mind as well. But he knew he had a little bit more room in that moment. So. Again, 1 and 1A, one dude. Those are two of the most incredible catches in baseball history. Um, let's jump to one more here on this segment. This is coming, again, from Disappointed Angels fan. What's up, man? Um, are there any metrics we can improve in order to cover up our lack of pitching? The obvious answer runs. yeah. <laughs> Scoring more runs, obviously. How do you do that? Um, let's go ahead and jump to this. I, I have some numbers for you. Um, Angels got to take more walks, man. In 2021, they were the fifth fifth fewest walks in the American League. The Angels got to take more walks. So if you look a little bit deeper here at sabermetric numbers, um, league average uh, on base for the Angels was supposed to be 319. So that's adjusted for park factors So uh, and taking out pitchers. So the league average for a team that plays in the parks that the Angels do was supposed to be 319. Their actual in 2021 Was three ten, so they can definitely improve getting on base more. um, And I think one of the big factors of that is drawing more walks, which is something that they didn't really do in two thousand and twenty one. So getting on base um, in any capacity is always great. They were one of the better hitting teams, weirdly enough, in the American League near the top um, or within the top ten. So that's that's a good sign. Uh, But you know, there's there's more ways to get on base than just hitting the baseball. So they need to to up that and get over league average um, on base for the Again, that was 319 last year, so if they can get it there to around 325, um, that would improve by 15 percentage points, which would be absolutely massive. Thanks again for that part. Uh, oh, actually, I do have one more in that. Um, hard hits. They got to hit the ball harder, and I know this comes with a caveat of no Trout and no, no Rendon, um, but they just did not hit the ball hard last season. I think that had a lot to do with having Jack Mayfield, Phil Gosselin, Juan Ligaris in the lineup almost every day. Um, so the Angels were dead last in the American League and hard hit percentage. Yikes. They 100% need to improve in that area. Um, I think with Trout and Rendon coming back, that's going to help out a lot. Um, we'll see if Max Stassi gets better. We'll see maybe proliferation of Adele and Marsh. So I think those numbers will get better. It'll be hard to get worse because again, they were dead last, um, but hard hit percentage that 100% needs to go up. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the sports wagering action for 2022 and you know it's the best. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to get started. Football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, Vegas casino games, all the way to baseball when we return. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. And Locked on Angels, your first listen of the day. We have a couple more questions here. I wanted to veer off a path a little bit here and go on a baseball scope. This is coming from Bucky over on Twitter, at BuckyBucky21, saying, which part of Mexico do you think would be the logistical area to establish an MLB team if expansion allowed it? Dude, this is a great question. Thanks, Bucky. Um, so geographically, you got to find something northern, Right. Just to cut down on travel time, make it easier on players. Toronto is obviously the only non-American team um, right now. So if they wanted to expand into Mexico, they're going to have to bring it logistically, like you said, close um, and, and geographically close. So the obvious answer in your head goes Mexico City, right? The capital. But Mexico City is so far south. That is a six and a half hour flight from John Wayne in Orange County. So... That's a trip. (laughs) Uh, So obviously the Angels fly out of John Wayne here in Orange County at Santa Ana. Um, So it is very... That's a very long flight, and that we would be the Angels would be one of the closest teams. Uh, I I think a Mexico team would either have to be in the AL or the NL West, maybe the Central if they go closer towards the coast on the east side. Um, but I think more logistically, it's going to be an AL or an NL West team. Um, so, and, and if you're thinking one of the bigger cities as well, like going down to Veracruz, that's even further south. Uh, so that's just not going to happen. Those are like the southern tips of Mexico. So they're going to have to be in the north. Um, Monterey is one that. Uh, Obviously has some ties already to Major League Baseball. Of course, Major League Baseball has had those games down in Monterey. Um, they've already played at that stadium. The problem is, or like the the logistical problem is, is they already have a Mexican league, right? The Le- La Liga Mexicana is already a thing in Mexico, and that's just the professional baseball down there. So most of the major cities that you would maybe be targeting for a Major League team already has a team in it. So you're already looking at a competitor And when you're coming in as the second, right, that makes it harder, right? That makes it tougher. So like think like Chargers, right? Chargers coming into LA versus the Rams who are already established. Clippers coming in to face off with the Lakers. It makes it tough, right? It makes it really, really hard to establish a fan base because there's already a fan base for that there. That being said, with Major League Baseball and the standing they have, that would obviously draw some attention. But you'd be competing with teams and stadiums that already exist, so you'd probably have to build your own stadium. Um, So Monterey has the Sultanes already there. That makes it hard. I think the best spots are probably going to be somewhere in northern Sonora. Um, You can't go down to Hermosillo. There's already a a team there in the Mexican League, the uh, Naranjeros. There's already a team there. Makes it hard. Um, If you go a little bit further east towards like Chihuahua, there's already a team there as well. The Dorados are there. So it's kind of hard. So I think the best place logistically, geographically, and trying to get away from the Mexican League that already exists is probably somewhere in northern Sonora and just calling him the Sonora whatever right whatever the team ends up being so you name it after the state as opposed to a city and then you try and establish an area up in northern sonora which is going to be the closest you can maybe go to tijuana but they probably would avoid that it would be a little too close to the san diego market so i think they find something in between right there in sonora if you're looking at an expansion team there great question bucky i really like that one man we have one more we're going to skew it back towards the angels one last time this is coming from thor for sai 2021 at D. Van horn 27 who is the opening day left fielder upton or marsh thanks for your question i'm not gonna pick either because you know what it's easy to pick upton or marsh and i'm gonna go crazy here tyler wade tyler wade is your opening day left fielder let's go with that man why not let's have a little bit of fun with this one um realistically i bet it's gonna be marsh but let's let's go with uh, tyler wade tyler wade that's more fun Tyler Wade is your opening day, left fielder. Thanks again for your questions, guys. I'm sorry I couldn't get to all of them. There were so many today. You were awesome. Don't forget to call us 714-409-6396. Or, of course, you can always reply to the tweet at Locked On Angels or on our YouTube site as well. We post in the community tab here on YouTube. Check out my other podcasts. They are linked in the up description. A baseball podcast called Our Game and a movie review podcast, a comedy podcast called Movies I Should Have Watched. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listener day. For your second, check out Locked On Bets, your daily one stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us in today's episode of Locked On Angels. Thanks for checking us out again, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Angels baseball content. I'm Steve Granato. We'll talk to you in a couple days. Later.